What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back Talk. And if you listen closely to the opening theme song this week, fuck you, Tanner. That's all I have to say. Uh, so welcome, everybody. What's a Tanner? Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, uh, punk-ass kid. How's that? Oh, boy. Did the theme song change? Uh, it did this week. Just for I didn't get to hear it. Oh. Uh, uh, I could play it again. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to hear it. You know, well, you know why? Shout out you know, to whoever Tanner is. You know why it hasn't? Have, you haven't heard it yet? Hmm. Because as of recording, I haven't picked it yet either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is some magical post-recording editing magic. I just said yeah. magic twice in the same sentence. Have you ever double, done that before? Double magic sentence. Is that like a magic? Does that man. mean I mean that means it's negative magic. It's negative magic. So it's really not even magic. It's just the way the timeline works. It's not even real magic. So like instead of making you disappear, do I make two of you appear? Let's not do that. <laughs> sounds like, that just sounds like a poor idea. I don't know if that's magic. It just sounds like a poor idea. <laughs> Could be. Ah, well, good to see you guys. Uh, we're missing missing Money Guns today. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Um, but Tony, what do you got going on? What'd you do this week? Um. Oh yeah, we went and seen the football game Saturday. We went to IU Louisville. So. Um. Lucas Oil. Yeah, it was at Lucas Oil. So indoors. Never been there, so it was kind of a kind of an exciting game. Um, we sat on the Louisville side. I didn't tell everybody that we that went with us that we were sitting on the Louisville side because they were all wearing IU shirts. So, because I'm a nice guy like that. But it was cheaper to sit on that side for some reason. I don't know why, but hey, it was good. So, um, interesting game. Tight game, 21-14. So, yeah, it was back and forth. And Louisville held up on the goal line to stop Indiana from tying. So, I'm sitting right there. I can see the goal line straight down in front of me, so I had a great view of it. So, aren't those teams similar colors, though? Yes. Well, yes. yes. They're both red and white, technically, if you say red and white. But if you tell somebody who's an IU fan or from IU, they are yes, yeah, cream and crimson, crimson and cream. Yes. Yeah, yeah. cream and crimson. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, the speaking of colors, I have to ask: Is Andy? So you've seen games, and I'm sure Blair, you have two college games. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see the guys on the sidelines giving the signals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see how colorful they are? are like animated or like look like oh. rainbows? Well, yes, rainbows and bow. Because I've never seen that until I'm sitting there watching, and I'm just watching the IU because we're sitting across. And they're wearing like bright color shirts, and they have these guys behind them pull these little white things apart so the other guys can see them, and they're all doing their hand gestures. Yeah. And I'm just like... Wow, that is a lot of work. I have not seen. I, I mean, I used to see the the boards they would hold up with the, like the funky little pictures, or you know, give them a finger or whatever. Uh, but I've never seen a guy dressed up. Now I'm not surprised. I've seen it in racing at a local track. If you got a spotter, you don't have a spotter stand or something. Especially it happens at Brownstown dirt track all the time. You get um, a guy's spotter down in the corner and he'll hold two bright ass orange or 
whatever, just fucking neon colored sticks. And he'll widen them to tell his driver how big the gap is between him and the next car or the car behind him. Yeah, so they had three. There was three guys. Um, I mean, those guys, yeah. I mean, they don't play, but damn, they get a workout. I mean, that they do the most physical of all games than anybody in on the field as much as they do all this work. It's crazy. I've I've never have you ever seen that anybody dressed up like a chicken or something? Blair. No, I, you know, not like chicken, not like costumes, but like I saw. I don't know what college football game I was watching this weekend, but like there was definitely guys not wearing team apparel. Uh, definitely wearing brighter colors, you know, like a maybe a. High vis yellow or something like that. I mean, it or? makes sense, right? It's like wearing orange when you're in the in the woods hunting, so you don't get shot, but you stick out. Yeah, people see it. Yeah, or wearing orange when you're on the podcast, so you stick out and don't get shot. That's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I think he just likes to to promote Home Depot, who never pays us for that shirt. Let's build something together. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can do it. We can help. So actually, just send me a TikTok of Andy. I just sent it to you. Oh, we've got TikToks floating around, folks. Oh shit! Well, shout I'm out not to TikTok. To, I'm not going to be able to show the TikTok on the podcast, but I will look into it. All right. Well, never mind. So, but it shows. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. So that's what I did. Um, I so really it, it was a beautiful, beautiful day Saturday in Indiana. Was Lucas Oil's roof open? No. Oh, not even a say. How could you not have the roof open? Yeah, it was a nice overcast day. And, yeah. Wow. That's surprising. I've been yeah, to a Colts game with the roof open. I mean, and, it, and that's, a, that's a great way to, to see the game um, when the roof's open because it's just, you know, it's not, not hot. It's not humid. It's not cold. I mean, it's perfect weather to be outdoors and they have the roof and the ends are open. Uh, but they had nothing to open. That's crazy. No, nothing. How do the ends open? Do they, are they like sliding doors? Or are they like roll-up doors? I'm guessing. So it's the, the one end that they open is all glass. So I'm assuming it's some sort of a stackable, maybe stackable unit going each way um, to open them up. I'm not really sure. But it's all glass. So when it's closed, you can still see out and see the city. Mm. What a beautiful city. I guess. <laughs> it's Indianapolis. <laughs> I, I, I don't know any city that's really beautiful, to be honest with you. So, um, Although I liked Charlotte. Vegas? Vegas, I, I mean. They have a pyramid. They have pirates. That's true. That's true. I mean, what? They've got yeah. that. They, they got a gondola. They don't have pirates right? anymore? No more pirates. What? No pirates. There's no point yeah, going to Vegas. No treasure island. There's no pirates at Treasure Island. They took, a, they took the ship out. What? Yeah. Then why was it, why is it still called Treasure Island? Like, that, that makes abs absolutely no sense. Well, why is there a cowboy part inside Treasure Island? What's, what, what's it? See, there you go. Now you're just, now, you know. Now, Tony, the Cowboy Bar. Do you want to talk about the Cowboy Bar at Treasure let's, Island? Let's talk about Gillies. 
Oh, Gillies. Do you remember when we went to Vegas the first time together? Well, what what was going on at Gillies when we went there? The mud wrestling. Mud wrestling. And I do believe they tried they could put mud on you or tried to get you involved somehow. I don't know. They did, yeah. Chocolate, yeah, chocolate pudding. Like I don't know if we got splashed on me or what, but yeah. I thought one of the girls came up and like put it on you or something. I think so. I think if I remember correctly, yeah, she like smeared it on my face or something. Yes, that's the only t- first and only time I've ever seen mud wrestling. They got rid of the pirate show in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I think that was, that was I think that was when we seen it. Before they got rid of it. Why would they get rid of that show? I have no idea. That was shit was good. That was yeah. so out of all the shows, you quote unquote shows on the strip that you can walk down and see. So you're talking about that when they had it. The volcano at the Mirage, the yeah. dancing fountains at the Bellagio. Yeah. Um that was the best one, in my opinion. Like, you could, who care? I don't really care to see water jumping around the music at the Bellagio. It's all right. I mean, it's something to see once, you know, once you see it, you, you've seen it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like fireworks. Yeah. Well, once <laughs> yeah, you see it one yeah. time, you're, you're, you're fucking all set. You don't ever need to see them again. <laughs> and then the, the volcano, I mean, it, it, at the Mirage, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's all right. You know, yeah, but it's going away too. So. What? Yeah, the Mirage got bought out. Fucking motherfuckers. So what is on the strip besides dancing fountains anymore? The fucking card hander yeah. guy. Yeah, the guy who's trying to give you the menu guy. The guy who yeah. tries to give you a menu so you can go home That's and it. order. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's all there is now. Bullshit. I kept. I think I remember uh, when Tony and I were there. I said, "Go get a menu." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all kinds of options. You can do. You can get it from them guys, or you can get it from the you know, little the paper box. Can, yeah, the newsstand. Yeah. 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 It's the billboard rolling down the street. So. If you can't find a hooker in Las Vegas, there's no hope for you. So, so you've got the menu guys, and then you have the. We'll give you a free helicopter ride over the Hoover Dam if you go on this um, timeshare thing that'll take you four hours. Yeah, there's a zero percent chance I'm doing either. Yeah, you have those people. That that's what's on the strip now. That and some random rapper that you've never ever heard of trying to sell his CD for ten dollars. Yeah, have you ever been in a helicopter? No. Horrifying. I Absolutely never... horrifying experience. So t- tell us about your hel- helicopter experience because I've never been. So I've, I've been on a helicopter one time, hopefully my last time, because the next the, my next helicopter ride will be like you know something severely medical issue like flight for life because I'm never going to get on a motherfucking helicopter voluntarily. Like oh let's go see the Hoover Dam. Zero fucking percent chance. <laughs> like, it'll be like, hey, you're getting ready to die, and we got to put you on that helicopter get to the hospital. I'll be like, well, got a 50-50 shot of dying in the helicopter or dying here, so fucking let's go. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about it. It's fucking terrible. So 2008, we were racing at the Milwaukee Mile, and the 
the next that was a Saturday night. Sunday, the cup race was at Sears Point in Sonoma, California. We had to fly from Milwaukee to Sears Point to pit the cup car. And somebody decided the most efficient way for us to get from the racetrack to the airplane was to take a helicopter. And I went, okay. So we ended up winning that race, which was super, super fucking cool. And we're standing there at victory lane. And then, like, once we did the final put the hat on and take the picture, they're like, uh, okay, pick crew to the airplane or to the helicopter. So we all threw our bags on the helicopter and up we went, which I'm not big on heights to begin with. Heights are not my jam at all. Zero percent. Like I had a fucking meltdown as a kid uh, at the county fair in Bloomington on a fucking what's the the Ferris Ferris wheel. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Had a meltdown. Had a meltdown. They had to fucking stop the thing, get me off of there. So this fucking helicopter, you hop in there, you fucking strap in, and this thing fucking starts going up. And the first, like, six to ten feet of it going up, it's kind of like, wow, this is fucking cool. Like, levitating, right? Like, this is kind of fucking neat. Then that motherfucker gets to about 20, 30 feet off the ground, and it's all fucking nimbly bimbly, unstably, just rocking back and forth. And you're not going anywhere. You're just going up because you can't go anywhere because there's grandstands and fucking shit. But yet the fucking thing's rocking like a fucking boat in the ocean. And it's like, this is not fucking good at all. Then it finally gets to the height that it needs to get to. And it just fucking, it goes from like this, like to fucking nose down pitched fucking hauling balls. Zing! <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. And, like, the slightest bit of wind, slightest bit of anything, so you're just fucking hollow balls, and then, oh, fuck, oh, you know, and just roll around in this motherfucker. And fuck that, dude. They're fucking terrible. Then we got to the, we got to the airport, set us right next down, right down next to the jet, fucking on the jet we went, off to, uh, off to Sonoma, which uh, Carl Edwards was our driver, so he was flying with us, of course, and, uh, we're sitting there, and I had to sit backwards on an airplane. By the way, if you've never sat backwards on an airplane, don't recommend that either. It's not the most fun thing. It's not as miserable as a helicopter. You'll live through backwards on an airplane. But when an airplane takes off, you know, we've all been on them. Like, it kind of puts you back in your seat a little bit, and you're kind of bouncing down the runway, and, and then shoom, off you go. Uh, backwards tries to throw you out of your seat. So here I am about to end in Carl Edwards' lap face first, which is just not a place I want to be. There's a lot of ladies that probably wanted to have my seat that night, but I was not enjoying it. And then uh, once we got up in the air, Carl's like, hey, man, I need to lay down. Can you, like, scooch over? I'm like, bro, you seen the size of me? Where am I going to scooch? And he goes, fuck it. I'll just go fly this thing then. And just up to the cockpit he goes. And then out comes one of the pilots, because there's two pilots up there. Out comes one of the guys. I'm like, we're going to switch seats. So we switched seats, so the pilot had to sit backwards. So I'm sitting forwards, you know, and I'm getting ready to doze off. Next thing you know, Carl comes over and taps me on the shoulder and goes, all right, I, I want this seat back. I got to sleep. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that was my helicopter experience. Fucking sucks. Don't recommend it. If you guys haven't been on a helicopter, strongly advise against them. So now, if you're into fucking weird shit, like, go for it. 
so so you you said a pitch down nose down so like yeah when it when it t- makes like a hard right or a hard left yeah is that worse than like when an airplane does that yeah fuck yeah because that motherfucker turns on a dime and gives you change it's fucking <laughs> terrible man <laughs> it's fucking awful but if you're into weird shit like roller coasters and ferris wheels and you know all that fucking stupid shit then you might like a fucking helicopter if you're not into all that fucking weird shit, Pasadena on the helicopter. So you are not a roller coaster guy. There's a zero percent chance you'll see me on a roller coaster. Damn. See, I, I as a race car driver, I would have thought you would have, you would like the roller coasters. No, it's a fucking control thing. Mm. It's a control issue. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm not in control of the roller coaster, so I don't like the roller coaster. And I can't just fucking enjoy it for what it is because I don't have any say on how fast we're going or where we're going or, you know, what's going on. I just got to fucking sit there strapped to this fucking thing and zing around. And as Drago would say, if you die, you die. Yeah. And I'm not into that idea. (laughs) Where if I'm strapped behind a steering wheel, like I control where we're going, how fast we're going, if we're going to stop. And uh, if we die, we die. You know, it's not that big of a deal, but I made all the choices leading up to that. Okay. I mean, I'd prefer not to I die. Mean, I, I understand it. I understand it. I, yeah. I just I just figured you as a, as a thrill seeker. That's all. Oh. No, no, no. Not I get, at all. I get, not at all. Not no. even close. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to be in control. That's, that's part of the thrill for me, is being in control. Like the one time that I went skydiving or was going to go skydiving, I I showed up with the intentions of skydiving would be the best way to say it. They told me some dude has to be strapped to my back. And I was like, that's probably a good idea. Like I I came to the conclusion like, hey, that's probably a good idea because I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. (laughs) So that's like, I'm all right with that. And then they got to the weight limit part and I was 10 pounds over the weight limit. And I went, nope, I'm out. I am not I am not risking it over 10 pounds. Just think about that. If you fucking splat in the ground, that last fucking, I don't know, second, two seconds, like before you splat, you're going, motherfucker, I knew I was 10 pounds overweight. This is going to suck. <laughs> Dead. You know what I mean? But if you had a good, a good instructor strapped to your back, his job is to save your life if that happens. It, well, a good instructor would have made me step on a scale and go, hey, bro. <laughs> because the weight limit for skydiving, it's like, well, in my opinion, it's super low because I'm a big fella. But it's like 200 pounds, 210, something like that. Like, it's not mm. it's not a big people sport. And I was like wow. 220. And I was like, yeah. fuck that. I'm, no, I ain't mm-mm. not doing it. No, no. I don't think I could draw. See, that's one thing I don't think I could ever do is jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I think I think I could do it. I think I could. Uh, I I would uh, I would go all the way up in the airplane, and then when it was like your time to go, I'd be like, no, I'm I I just shit my pants and I'm not. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I would be alright with it. I mean, I wasn't, like, super stoked to do it. Like, it was a charity event for uh, uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. And I was helping out that charity, and they were having a skydiving fundraiser event. 
because uh, one of the guys was a huge skydiver and you know he's in a wheelchair now so they wanted to have this huge skydiving event i'm like mm. all right it's for fucking charity like i'll go do it like i'll die for the charity yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't wake up one morning and be like, let's fucking go skydiving. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I'm going fucking skydiving. Like, that's not how it happened. It was one of those, Kind of like if anybody asked me over for a bonfire, you know, like, mm, I guess I could stop by for the bonfire, I suppose. Mm. So you're like a, a non-thrill-seeking antisocial person. Oh, fucking, there's a 0% chance I'm going to the bonfire. I'll tell you that right now. Damn. Tony, are you going to a bonfire? Um, I don't know. Not anytime soon, I don't think, but, you know. <laughs> I'm having a bonfire next week. You want to come? Probably not. <laughs> God, I'm not. I don't care when you're having the bonfire. I'm not going. I can't stand bonfires. God damn it, I'm sitting here with two guys who won't leave their house today. I'd prefer not to, honestly. <laughs> like, I'd rather be at home or the racetrack, that's it. Anywhere in between, like, I'm all set. <laughs> Tony, what else did you do this weekend besides a football game that led us to a helicopter ride? Got us there. Um, nothing. Just watched some football yesterday, that's all. So, didn't do too much this week. Blair, I think you probably have some exciting news of stuff you've done this week. Uh, I don't know about exciting. Uh, I've had a lot of interest in people buying my old race car because I got a new race car. So I got a lot of interest well, that, in people that was buying the old exciting news I would thought you would like to announce. It's not sold. It's still not sold. It's available. You can email us new at... Race car. Oh, yeah, we got a new race car. But let's uh, talk about You can email us at talkback at yahoo.com. It's yeah, not it. Definitely use that one if you want to buy a race car. <laughs> That's not the right one. <laughs> Backtalkus at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. If you, hey! If you, if you don't want to buy a race car, you can email. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy a race car, backtalkus at gmail.com. I'll make you a special price. Very good deal. Uh, bought a new race car. Uh, so moving up a little faster car, uh, it's Monte Carlo, 85, 86, 87, something like that. Mid eighties, Monte Carlo, uh, going to be racing that at Hickory Motor Speedway, which I talked about Hickory on here a couple few weeks ago. If you haven't heard that episode yet, go back in the, uh, episode folder file and listen to that. I tell, uh, tell my experiences of Hickory Motor Speedway. Awesome track. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna be, yeah. So we're gonna be racing there, and uh, quite possibly at another track up that way called Tri County Speedway. Um, might be racing at two different tracks. Same car. Uh, I printed out the rules for these today. Which have I got a story about the printer? We'll get to that <laughs> in one second. But I printed out the rules, and I swear to you, the only difference between. The Hickory Speedway rules and the Tri-County Speedway rules is what it says at the top of the rule page. One says Hickory Motor Speedway rules. The next one says Tri-County Speedway rules. It's like they copied and pasted them from each other. Like, they are in the same order. Like, word for word, it is like, I would love to kiss whoever came up with this. Because one thing in short track racing 
is there's 7 billion different late models and 7 billion different types of modifieds and 7 billion different types of every class, right? So just because you have a late model at Hickory or Brownstown or wherever, right, doesn't mean you can take that car and go, like, Brownstown uh, late model might not be able to race at Eldora because they've got different rules and different engines and, you know, all this different stuff. So then you got to work on your car, change your car over to go run just a different track. It's so stupid. I hate it. But anyway. Well, love it. This. Is it yeah. is, is the new car that you've got, is it a... Uh -huh. Uh, class that has like a sanctioning body in say North Carolina or something that might be overseeing mm. rules for that class. No, no, not really. Not that I know of. It could be, but not that I know of. I know street stocks do street stocks go by the mid Atlantic street stock rules. So most tracks that run street stocks go, they call them mass mid Atlantic street stocks. And most people just go, yeah, our rules are the same as, mass that's our street stock rule book so the tracks they don't want to waste their time coming up with their own rule book just we'll just use that one that's the area recognized street stock might be the same thing for the class i'm running but uh super excited about that oh i didn't yeah, tell you about cool. the printer yet you ready to oh. hear about the printer yeah we got to hear about the printer so uh in my in my office i needed a printer and my mom who is a fantastic human you've met her um, she goes, Hey, I've got this printer that I don't use. All it needs is ink. You can have it free printer score. I'm down saving me a few okay. bucks, right? Get the printer, get it over the office, pop it open. Hey, it needs this kind of ink. Yep. It's definitely low on ink. So I go out, I buy the ink, ink shows up, throw the ink in the printer, follow the instructions, deep, 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 deep. put the ink in the printer, right? Go to print the first thing. Blank white paper comes out of the printer. Hmm. Do it again. Blank white paper comes out of the printer. Hmm. Off to Google we go. Hi ho, hi ho. Off so, to Google we go. So I got. So so I'm I'm going to interrupt when I have questions here because yeah yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm assuming. So blank white I, i've had this happen but was it just uh -huh. shooting the paper out like it comes through the feeder and straight out or did it no, no, no. Like it was actually printing yeah it sounded like stuff was going on you know the old it sounded like there was business okay okay blank white paper all right so google says you know if something's been out of ink it might be stored in the memory that it's out of ink and it thinks it's out of ink so it's not putting the ink on the paper because it just assumes it's out of ink so unplug it wait five minutes Okie dokie. Unplug it. We wait the five. We plug her back in. Print. Blank white paper. This is not going well. All right. So this is sure this, that was five minutes and not four minutes and 59 seconds because I did not set a time. Every time I've talked to like a tech support person, they're like, unplug it and wait. X, I'm assuming there's like a thing where yeah. this thing, while it's unplugged, knows how long. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't set a timer. I just gave it the okay. old Aprox, okay. right? So plug it back in, plain white paper comes out. This, that did not fix it. Okay. So I then go to Google to see if there's um, like new drivers. Because this thing's, thing's been sitting for minimum three years. Minimum yeah. three years. 
So I'm like, ah, maybe the drivers need updated, whatnot, and who's it? And the internet at the office goes down. That's why I missed last week is because the internet guy, shout out to Spectrum Cable, by the way. Uh, they gave me for that. No, they're not, but they should because they cost me some time last Monday and cost me an episode of the show, which, you know, I get paid $33,000 an episode. So I feel like there was some dough. And you missed a a good episode where you were involved, but weren't here. I I, I went back and listened and watched. Okay, good. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Uh, So Spectrum gives us the time window that they'll be there between one and six. All right. So, you know, hanging loose, Mother Goose, right? My guy shows up at 545. Perfect. <laughs> the office is 20 minutes from here where I do the podcast. So even if this guy fixes it in 30 seconds, I'm going to be late. Oh, it wasn't a 30-second fix, my friends. It was about an hour and 30 seconds. Oh, then the drive back, so I missed the episode. So anyway... We get the printer plugged into the laptop now. We got internet. Like, things are going good. Oh, yeah. Driver update. That thing took, like, 45 minutes to update with all the stuff and things. Had to reset and restart stuff. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. All right. Everything's up and running. And it pops up on the screen. Print test page. That's what I'm talking about. Bing. Comes out blue only. Mm. Not good. All right. Let's do another one. Blue only. Mm. With a, with a, there's just a hint of black ink. I mean, like a speck, which, you know, could have been dirt, could have been black ink. Not sure, but there's a speck of black. So I got some hope that we're going to get some black ink on this thing. Print it again. We've got a full line of black ink. Woo, she's, she's warming up. She's getting used to this, right? Okay, things are going good. Do that about three, four more times. It never got much better than the one line of black ink <laughs> in all the blue. So guess what? Back to the Google we go. Back to the YouTube we go. I'm now happy to announce I'm a YouTube certified printer technician on the Epson <laughs> Stylus NX230. Awesome. YouTube so certified. If anybody, anybody out there has... Issues with the, what is it again? The Epson Stylus NX230. Okay. If you have issues with that, backtalkus at gmail.com. We'll get you hooked up. I got you. I got you. We can get it done. So I found that we needed to clean the printer head. Okay, no problem. So they sell a kit on Amazon, wherever you want to buy it on the internet. It's like 10 bucks for this kit to clean the printer head. And it's like this solution and like, some Q-tip looking stuff and, you know, like little rag looking stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not ordering that. You know, there's a Staples in town. Like, I'll just go to Staples, right? So I show up to Staples yesterday. They have a wall probably 10 feet high, 8 feet high by 60 feet long of printer ink. I didn't know there was that many different types of printer ink on this planet but there is because every printer has their own little ink and every every brand and then there's every like all this like holy shit balls okay great so the printer head cleaner has to be over here by the printer ink right so i searched this whole thing i mean i search i buzz through it right like that's ink 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 hmm. go back through ink 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 huh. 
walk around the store for a minute. Next thing you know, find an associate. Excuse me, printer head ink. Where you got it? We don't have that. You don't what? No, we don't carry uh, printer head cleaner stuff. Okay. Why not? Well, you know, we just don't carry it. You have 30,000 square feet of fucking ink over here, but nothing to clean the printer head? Nope. I'll get up. So, yesterday I was over at Mom's, and I go, hey, Mom, what do you got around here? And she goes, what do you mean? I go, I got to clean the printer head for the printer that you donated to the cause. And she goes, I don't know. What do you think? And I go, uh, rubbing alcohol, fingernail polish remover. You got any of that? She goes, I got both of that. So she gave me the jug of rubbing alcohol, the jug of fingernail polish remover, and then she like did these Q-tips in a little baggie, like a little sandwich bag. Like it was like I was off to school, you know what I mean? Like mom, mom makes this just, little mom just made lunch. Yeah, she like makes this care package of printer head cleaner lunch. So today, while I was waiting on. Uh, waiting on somebody to get there. I, I broke out, you know, all my little tools that I got from mom. Hit test page, black ink like a big dog coming out. I think we're good to go. There you go. Yeah. So how many so. how many hours are into getting this printer up and running? Oh, I've got at least five to six hours in this thing. That's not counting the time waiting on the Wi-Fi guy to show up. Hot damn. And I, I listen, you know, I, I respect the shit out of your mom and I think it's cool. She donated it, but you could have bought one for like 20 bucks at Walmart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the thing is like, I saw this TikTok the other day that it's like, if you're something like having nice stuff and just going out to buy it, that's only something that the rich can afford to do. So if uh -huh. you're broke, you just have to figure out how to make your shit fucking work. And it's like, <laughs> holy fuck, TikTok. Like, the algorithm peered into my soul. Like, hey, you broke bastard. Here's, here's the reason why you know how to do all the fucking dumb shit you do. is because you have junky shit. You have to fix it all the time. And, that, and the whole reason you couldn't buy a new printer was because Spectrum took too long and you couldn't get your paycheck from the podcast last week. I know. I know if I would have had that 33 grand podcast paycheck, I probably could have bought two or three printers. Maybe one of them biggins. Yeah. Maybe like five of them. Maybe even five. I don't know. Five and lunch. And lunch. Yeah. And you could have taken Ma. So could have taken Ma to lunch. Didn't have to pack your lunch again. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my week in a nutshell. Hot damn. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So. So you, you said you watched last week's episode. I did. I did. I, uh, I started by listening to it on uh, Apple podcast thing. I'm a phone. I'm a damn phone. And I got an iPhone. So whatever that is. Yeah. Podcast I, app. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. iCast. iPods. I, 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 iPod. Earpods. I, I something, I'm sure. Because it's all. I don't know Pod. what it's called. What is it? It's just podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just just podcasts. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so I listened to a good portion of it. Uh, pretty good show. Uh, I didn't know how the interview show was going to go because, you know, we don't do a lot of interviews. But uh, overall, okay. Yeah, I thought, overall, I thought, it, was, thought it was pretty pretty entertaining. Overall, uh, all right. 
I like to I like to hear the stories on how um, he got Legion got into wrestling and uh, you know what his roles are and the uh, very long story about how he became Father Legion. Yeah, in the yeah. Pro- progression that was a long story, but it was a good one. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a long story like bad. Like it was a very in depth, detailed of. You know, the real deal to, you know, I don't remember the next name, but to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to I am Legion and Legion is me and Legion lives in the body of Darren. And it was like, holy fucking, there's a lot of story to this right here. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, uh, well, well, I guess when you're in it that long, it's, it, you kind of, you know, it's like we say, you got to evolve in this in the wrestling business. You know, if you look at what Chris Jericho's done over the years and, you know, other people that have stood the test of time, even The Rock, right? Just you got to evolve the character. But so what did you think of Goodnight Race Cars? As probably the best book he's ever read in his life. <laughs> he was a little disappointed that you weren't here so he could read it to you. You know, it's okay. I, I felt like he did read it to me. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, okay. well cool. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the good night race cars. I'm sure, um, you know, maybe down the line we'll have Legion back so he can actually read to you. I mean, we don't have to rush it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, well, cool. Uh, I, I'm happy about the new race car. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, pretty excited. So, what what class is this new race car, by the way? Because it looks like a street stock. So, if let's it just does. say you were to go on iRacing, yeah, and practice Hickory uh, Speedway on iRacing, yeah. because this is you are now racing attracted is on iRacing. That's pretty um, rad too, huh? So, what what car would you hop in to make it feel most like your car? Street stock, eighty. Probably a street. So I've actually tested the street stock at Hickory last week, week before, something like that, just to see and then compare times and stuff like that. Um, it's the street stock on our iRacing is a little bit faster than what this class runs. Not much, but a little bit. Um, but if you were to look at my car, right, most everybody would be like, oh, that's street stock, right? Because it looks like a street stock. Oh, the front looks like an 87. Yeah, exactly. So, it's called a Renegade is what it's called. Okay. And it's kind of like a toned down street stock. You have to run automatic transmissions in that class, which I find extremely interesting. Yeah. So, no shifting in the corners. No shifting. No, no, I, I... just put it in the race and put it in, yeah, yeah, and, and go. Yeah, just hammer it down. Or D for DQ. D for digging. There you go. Oh, well, cool. I think that's cool yeah. because, I, you know, it's it, it makes you or it's going to give you the feel of a big bigger time race car driver being at, you know, a historic track and yeah. the fact that you can actually get sim time. Yeah, and the car's a lot heavier than what I'm used to driving, so I'm excited to feel it in real life. Like, this car's 
1300 pounds heavier than my car now wow. like that's significant amount of weight yes it is like, it's gonna feel heavy okay. which should be fun i'm excited awesome well i didn't do a whole hell of a lot this week um how much uh we i did go to supreme show sunday um my guys are out of town because i sent them on a vacation to florida so um i didn't really have anything going on but my son was wrestling morty and i think anybody who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows i don't like morty but i also like my son's got some growing up to do um He's a little, a little immature, a little, little rat is what he is. Um, so he's got some growing up to do. He was wrestling Morty for the second time. First time he wrestled him, um, Brendan pulled out the win. Uh, we weren't having that again because he thinks he's a superstar when he wins. Um, so I happened to interrupt that match. Uh, kicked Morty in the nuts and hit him with a trash can. Which then they disqualified Brendan, and he lost the match. So two birds, one stone. Um, it was pretty much pretty much my weekend. Uh, I, I was proud of myself. <laughs> I mean, two birds, one stone. I, I mean, like, come on, Blair, you're in business. If you knock oh. out two things at once, like, come on. It's a time saver. Kind of like jerking off while you're on the toilet. Fucking two birds and one stone. Take care of two things at the same time. I mean, I've not tried that one, but hey. <laughs> fucking pooping and nutting at the same time. What up? I've not, not tried it. Not tried it. Is that something that's like a, a is that a thing? Do they have a, a name for that one? Because like, I know, like, I know what a blumpkin is. I'm sh- it's It's got to be. There's got to be a name for it. Backtalkhouse at gmail.com if you're into pooping and nutting at the same time. <laughs> Or if you've given a Blumpkin, us at gmail.com. If somebody's given a Blumpkin out there listening and they are not emailing us, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about the Blumpkin. Do we need to sure. go into details on what a Blumpkin is? Or no, everybody you can look Either you if know, they know what they it know. is or you got to go to Google. Like, yeah, if you know, you know. I mean, we're pretty raunchy on this show, but I'm not going there. if you happen to be in north carolina and you give out blumpkins backtalk us at gmail.com you'll get my address yeah or i'll let you know where the nearest truck stop is so yeah my son's a little pissed off um oh well he'll get the fuck over it or he'll lose his car and get grounded i don't care uh he forgets he still lives in my house and he's not 18 so Hmm. Um, how does it work, uh, being under 18 and wrestling, wrestling men that are over 18? As long as a waiver has been signed by, oh, there's a waiver by a guardian, um, prior to starting training, then you're good. Do you sign that waiver? I did when he started training. Uh, I figured it'd been Christina. No, I mean, when you I think started, no fun would sign a waiver for wrestling? I figured he went to mom. Like, mom, sign this. No, so so I will tell you how he got into wrestling. He went. He got. He actually started. He started training one week before I did. <coughs> um, so 
everybody remembers that has listened to this podcast for a long time. And if you haven't, you can go back and listen to the first couple episodes. But we talked about Eric Draven and how I went and saw a, a Supreme show. I was not involved in Supreme whatsoever. Uh, went and saw a Supreme show. Um, made fun of Eric Draven a little bit. Um, and then next thing I know, we were um, asked to come and be uh, and see Supreme. And then I was called out to kick him in the nuts. And we had to do that thing. Um, but when I went down to, to then after that, when I started was thinking about training, um, uh, I took Brendan with me. I went down to just have a conversation and Brendan got in the ring that day. Um, uh, not ready to train. He wasn't thinking he was going to go down to train. He thought he was just going to go down and with me to have a conversation. He got in the ring that day to train, um, and started training. Am I picturing training the way that I should be picturing training? Like the way I picture training is like all the guys that uh, like have the same manager or in the same faction or like are all cool with each other, like a tag team, right? Like those guys are working together, right? And then those guys, like, I don't know if it's by the day or by the hour. I don't know how, how my brain sees this, but like once those guys are done, like, then the next group of guys come in and they practice. And then there's like a, a time slot for like independent. I'm not affiliated with anybody. I'm not friends with anybody. I don't give a fuck about any of y'all. Those kind of guys. Is it kind of broke up like that? Or is it, yeah. you know, guys that don't get along. You guys are on fucking jumping jack duty guys that do get along. You're in the ring and guys that fucking whatever you guys are on the weights. Like, am I picturing no. this right? Uh, no, but that's a, that makes sense. What you said makes sense, okay? And it would make sense for um, veterans okay. of the business, okay? These are all green green wrestlers, hmm. newbies, not established, no nothing. Like, gotcha. Okay, so there is a head trainer, which I will uh, – it's, it's pretty open about who the head trainer at Supreme is because if you watch the Splitting Head podcast – it's been told who the split, who the um, head trainer at Supreme is, and that is Eric Draven. So it's kind of more. Is this just so I'm clear on this part? Because I think I think you said it, but like I might have missed this. This is for rookies, green peas. So, like for example, Tommy Cash isn't coming to these uh, no training things. No, Tommy Damon Cash. Blade's not there. I have never I have never seen Tommy Cash ever. At a training um, day, okay. They they go do their own. Yeah, if they want to hit the gym, you know, whatever. If they come to an event and they're working an event and they want to get out in the ring and hit the ropes and do that kind of thing, that's on their own time. Once gotcha. The okay. Once the once the ring's set up. So, how many uh, green peas are in? Like, I, I'm picturing this as a class. Is this kind? Of, would that be it, an it pretty much? Work? Is so you you run drills. It's like football practice. Okay, gotcha, right? gotcha. So you run drills. You do certain things. You learn how to do certain certain things, right? Um, and uh, you run the drills. And it's so. Yeah. Let's just say you're learning how to give a clothesline. Sure. Okay. Because I'm sure there's like beginner moves, advanced moves. I mean, I guess I'm, you know, I'm not imagining in this beginner green pea class, anybody's climbing up to the top ropes and backflipping off. 
It happens. <laughs> but I mean, so so you progress, and, and and so like you've got guys. You don't graduate the class really, really. You don't graduate training for like, anywhere from a year to two years. No shit. It's that. Yeah. Is it weekly or a couple every times week. a week? Every, every week. week. Okay. Um, for Supreme, it's every Tuesday night, um, and then it's also Saturdays, um, Saturday afternoons prior to shows. So is, is this open to just like? Can me and Tony stop by tomorrow night? If is it open to anybody? Is there an invitation? You can, if you, if you are a fan, you are not a. If you are interested in wrestling, then you are more than welcome to come. No shit. And we will talk to you, and we will, and then it screws up everybody who's been there for eight months. My hand is up. Um. Then because when a new guy starts, we're back to day fucking one. Hell yeah. All of us. The whole fucking group is back to day fucking one. Hey, let me know where you're on like week 50, 51. <laughs> I'm fucking stopping by. Uh, you know, and day one is a lot of the guys that have been there standing around watching. Uh, because the first thing you're going to learn how to do is bump. You yeah. need to learn how to get your ass kicked and hit the mat and not die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that's day one. So so the, the new guy comes in. Let's say Blair comes in, you know, tomorrow. Blair would be in the center of the ring with everybody watching him. And that's anywhere anywhere it, uh, on a given week, and not everybody shows up every week. But on average, I would say 12 guys right now. Oh, wow. Um, are in the ring just, and there's one guy teaching you how to bump. And you will yeah. bump and bump and bump. And bump and bump until either you we say, hey, that was a good one, or we say, that's enough. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of Triple H doing this one time. Uh, I don't know. There's probably a WWE training. I think it was a reality TV show, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You guys would know better. But, like, this guy, like, he's like, come on out here and take a bump. And this guy, like takes a bump, right? And he's like, hey, uh, just for further record, one of your balls is hanging out of your shorts. <laughs> Hilarious well, it's, it, it, You know, and it's, for anybody out there that thinks it's easy or it doesn't hurt, like, you have no fucking clue. Go to one day of training. That's all I'm telling you. Just go to one day of training if you think it's easy or you think it doesn't hurt. Because the first thing I would tell you is, I am an ex-hockey player. I'm also older older, and I'm out of shape, and I understand but, that, right? No. But I grew up playing hockey. Like, I, 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 I'm sort of athletic. But I could not, for the life of me, for the first two or three weeks, get my body to do what it was supposed to do. At all. Yeah. My bumps were ugly as shit. They still are. Um, you know, it just, and age, age does play into it, right? Like sure, it just yeah. doesn't, it, it, things, you can't get your body to learn new things. Once you hit a certain age, it's hard to do unless you're in superior shape. Um, so that, and then I will tell you after the first day of training, three fucking days, I could barely fucking walk. Hmm. And I would tell, like, no, I got in the ring and I was like, oh, I felt that, but it wasn't 
terrible during training. And I was having a grand old time my first day of training. My first day of training, I was getting, uh, I was ta- taking a clo- learning how to take a clothesline and not die. And Draven was giving it to me. And he comes to me and he says, are you having fun? And I said, absolutely. He said, that's about to end. <laughs> Playtime's over. <laughs> <laughs> So time's but, over, fucker. Uh, you know, and and yeah, things 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 hurt in the ring, you know. Um, but come showtime, adrenaline's going too. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. I so, bet. in the ring, you're not feeling as much as you probably should. But the next day, forget it. And when you start training, two to three days of recovery after a training day. Oh, I bet. Like you just. Like, I couldn't fucking walk. And you would think, oh, my back's sore, my, you know, whatever. No, my fucking thighs. I could not fucking walk. Um, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but so to answer your question, yeah, it's all green guys at training, roughly about 12, learning how not to die. Uh, yeah. Because if, if me and you were wrestling, Tony, and I was going to give you a clothesline, and you were untrained on not knowing on on how to not die you would die yeah or worse so just because i gave you a clothesline and it's devastating and it hurts you and it puts you on the mat and i could probably pin you after it at least you've been trained to not die on it so um but yeah that's what trained. so so yeah my my son trained a day before me is what uh, that's that's how we got there but very good Anyway, that's that. Yeah, um, I do. I do highly suggest it. Anybody who's into wrestling, though, um, go to a local promotion, uh, meet the people. If you're interested in doing anything in wrestling, including refereeing or behind the scenes or whatever, everybody's trained. It doesn't matter if you're a ref or if you're a camera guy. You are trained. Um, check it out. Try it. Why not? I mean. You may fall in love with something that you never knew you would fall in love with. So uh, give it a shot. Uh, that being said, uh, we didn't talk about fantasy football last week. Kind of kind of ran out of time with um, with Legion. Um, but I let I let it go with Legion because I thought it was entertaining. And I, I hope uh, Blair reiterated that it was. But. Let's get into fantasy football. Uh, Tony. Tony, I got to look yeah. at something. But how did Tua do? Uh, he screwed me. So, so last this week, week? Last week was Tua time. Yeah. La- last week we made fun of you for benching Tua, and you said that will never happen again. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you benched Kirk Cousins. Who, by the way, like 328 for like four touchdowns. No interceptions. 364, no touchdowns. No interceptions. Did have a fumble. Uh, And you played Tua. So points-wise, how many points did Tua get you? Uh, 12.26. Rough. And how many did you leave on the bench with Kirk Cousins? 28, 5, 6. Holy shit. 
<laughs> so now what are you going to do, Tony? What's going to happen next week? Uh, I don't know. i got to see who they're playing next week. Because I'm just hoping who? you keep putting Kirk Cousins on the bench so that at least the Vikings have a damn shot in the game. Maybe that's what it was. Tony, you, got, you still have a chance to win this week. I know. I've still got a chance, though. So. I do not. No, Blair, you got beat, but you did. I mean, you you took off week one. Strong. Uh, you, had, you, had, you had a real, real strong week one. Strong. Uh, but you just ran into somebody who just ran the points up this week, and that happens in fantasy football. Um, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't see – I personally don't see Marcus's team being that strong all year long, but we, it could. No, they're, they're not. He's 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 going to end up with two wins, okay? Because he's going to beat me this week, unless uh, Pat Fryermuth gets negative thirty, which I don't understand <laughs> how a tight end would get negative thirty. But mathematically speaking, uh, it's possible. Um, but he's going to end up. 2-0 on the season, and his team's not that strong. I mean, for crying out loud. Okay, like, let's look at this 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 week. He had Jalen Hurts. Can't say anything negative about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts did Jalen Hurts. James Conner, I'll kick his coverage by a little bit. James Conner's not that great of a back, in my opinion. But he, he overachieved. DeAndre Swift, on the other hand, went... Crazy for him this week. Justin Jefferson went Justin Jefferson. I mean, if you're not expecting low to mid 20s out of Justin Jefferson, I don't think you've ever watched football. But Nico Collins, Nico Collins this week put up 27.6 points for him. Unbelievable. Zay Flowers, 10.8, which I think that was underachieving his projection. Yeah, he was projected at 12.2. Uh, he's got San Francisco's defense, which they uh, they went under projection. Um, even though they had a good game, they just gave up too many points. And then uh, his kicker for the Colts, Matt Gay, he uh, went over his projection by a slightly. So on paper, going into the week, I was projected to win this game. And we all know projections don't necessarily... Like uh, any given Sunday, right? I was projected to lose last week and this week. Yeah. So it's pretty rough. How, how about Cooler with Shades? Look, let's look at you this week. Cooler with Shades. Where are you at? Uh, so you've got a chance at this game. You're, you need 33 points. 32.8, I think, would get you there. Something like that. 33 32, call it 33 for easy math. And you got Deshaun Watson going tonight, which, you know, if Deshaun Watson get, goes off, there's 20, 25 points right there, right? Could happen. And then you got Chris Olave, who's going against the Panthers, which the Panthers aren't that stout. So you need, what's that? If you divide it by two, what is that, 16 and a half points out of each guy? Yeah. I think you could win this. Uh, it, but the thing is, you went against Tyler Lockett, who went freaking Hamlet this week. Mm -hmm. Saquon Barkley went Saquon. Like, if you're not expecting big numbers out of Saquon, like... 
Nobody's going to be expecting anything out of Saquon after this week. Uh, next week, he will not be putting up those numbers. <laughs> but you had this guy, this Kieran Williams, that I was absolutely sleeping on. I napped on Kieran Williams. Uh, I should have picked him up in my money league because Aaron Jones got hurt week one. So I should have picked up this Kieran Williams to help round out my uh, running backs. I did not. So I'm He's, going against the late round league. draft pick too. Yeah. And he went off for 28 this week. Keenan Allen with 31. I mean, Keenan Allen should be a low, low 20s kind of wide receiver. I mean, he's a wide receiver one in fantasy, but he's a low 20s. Mm-hmm. But 31.1, holy cats, you know. And this, uh, this, this week would have been over if I had had gone gut feeling instead of actual projections and matchups because I started Dotson in my flex. Yeah. Which yeah. Dotson could have a good decent game and, and Washington yeah, could have a good game altogether. Yeah, um, well, what if you would have ran with Puka? 25 points on the bench right there, baby. Versus five, I think I got with uh, Dotson. Dotson put up 5.2. Puka put up 30.1. Yeah. I mean, the week's over. Week's over. You'd be right there. I mean, I would need, what, three points, five points tonight? Yeah. <laughs> That's even if, I mean, even if you would have just kept Olave in, right, and just switched out your flex, yeah. you'd need three points from Deshaun Watson and Olave. Whoo. Yeah, I, I mean, but, so you look at that, too. And see, this is where where people are like, oh, fantasy football, that aren't into fantasy football. Like, when you're putting your team together for the week, you have to take into consideration the matchups. Oh, 100%. And Puka's matchup was not great. No. no, And, and he's played one, no. prior, prior, he played one game in the NFL. But now he has broken the record for most receptions for a rookie in their first two games. Yeah. Well, Puka is going up against the number one defense from last year. Yeah. As a rookie in his second game ever. Yeah. On paper, there's no way. Said he's going to get. Yeah. You. You. There's no way you go. Oh, he's getting ten receptions today. It's not happening. Like. But so that's how about just, Tony's uh, TJ Hawkinson going freaking crazy on Thursday night? Yeah. Well, crazy. You know, that's, I think that's the tight end of the year right now. He needs to be Hawk, in the conversation. Is Hawkinson. Because, listen, we all know that JJ is going to be doubled. Oh, yeah. Right? He's going to get his receptions. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his TDs. Mm-hmm. But – Having that weapon and a good tight end. Solid tight and, end. And listen, I know a lot of people like to shit on Kirk Cousins, but he's a good quarterback. You don't put up the numbers that Kirk Cousins puts up without being a good quarterback. Okay? He's going to find TJ. He's and okay. TJ's going to be there. I mean, yeah, who, well, else, who else is, a, is, is really is a tight end this year? We haven't seen anything out of Kelsey, obviously. Kelsey, I didn't, I didn't see his numbers from yesterday, but I, you know, on red zone, I saw some highlights. Uh, I don't know what his numbers were, but 
like who else? Who? What's the other tight ends that, that, that Kittle? Are out there? That Kittle has absolutely sucked so far this season. Yeah, but who, like like last year, you know, I I gave Goddard after week one laying an egg. Okay, by the way, I did I did win my week last week with having a guy with zero. Um, but. <laughs> It happens. We had Darnell Mooney put up put up way to go. This way to go, Tony Breezy. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so I gave Goddard the benefit of the doubt. You know, it, it's usually he he was a stud last year, um, kind of a breakout tight end, and he still hasn't really put up the numbers this year. That's a and that's a hard offense. It's a hard offense when it comes to fantasy football, right? Real life, they're, I think they're a good offense because they got so many weapons, right? They got yeah. Swift and uh, Goddard and uh, Brown and, you know, all these guys, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, of course, right? But when it comes to fantasy, it's really hard to play a Philadelphia Eagle for me. Well, because so many people are going to touch the ball. Yeah. Unless you have like Jalen Hurts or Brown. Those right. are probably and the two, right? And, yeah, but and then maybe, maybe if somebody's got the Swift. hot hand. Maybe say Swift yeah. too, but like. But say Swift's got the hot hand in the first half. And then, okay, Swift's tearing us up. All right, stack, stack eight, nine guys in the box. All right, we're done with Swift. Well, then here comes Goddard and Brown and, you know, all these other guys. And it's like, right. oh. <laughs> okay. it's it's crazy i i I will tell you on my team though the player that i am slightly slightly worried about let me let me pull my roster here so i do have one that i'm concerned about um i gotta find the app first see i should i should have been like you guys had the app ready and and ready for this but i'm not yeah yeah uh is montgomery Okay, one Montgomery's injured right now. Uh, went out of the game uh, with a thigh injury. Yep. Monk, David Montgomery alone as the number one running back on any team is a stud. Mm-hmm. He has a beast behind him. Mm-hmm. If he misses a game, his run in Detroit is over. Oh, he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss next week. Right now, he's questionable. I don't. I haven't seen what the injury pertails. Uh, thigh bone bruise. Oh, yeah, he's not playing next week. Not playing next week. Um, he and Saquon are going to be doing the same thing next week. Yeah. So big chilling. Now I've I've got an issue of running back because I don't. I can't until he comes back and proves. That he's still the number one guy in Detroit. Yeah, I can't. I can't trust him in my lineup. And, and that's one of the upsides to Saquon, right? Their backup's Matt Breida. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Matt Breida's a fine running back. He's not going to take Saquon's job. Montgomery could lose his job. The backup in in Detroit is fast. He's speedy. He's got some moves, but he's also small. Little fellow. 
And so if he has to move up to running back one and carry the lion's share of the uh, of the ground game. See what you did there, lion's share. I, you saw what I did, right? I see, I see um, what you did there. <laughs> I, I really think he's going to get beat up fast, um, and it, it could not work out for him. Usually somebody that – and when I say small, running backs are generally short when it comes to football. But sure. they're yeah. Otherwise, they'd be wide receivers. But they're stocky, right? Yeah. This guy, this guy's legs look like fucking Big Bird's legs. Thin uh, Bird. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what his longevity would be having to be the the top guy. He might prove me wrong, but just just by look, you know, you get the eye test going, and you go, "Well, I don't Ooh, know." Eye test, you know, uh, yeah, pull it up. I mean, he's. I, I watched him run week one, and I'm like, eh. I like the I like the phrase "eye test." By the way, um, so we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. Tony, how you feeling? Because you probably are going to go zero and two. Zero and two. What do you mean? Did you win last week? Yeah, I beat your wife last week. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. my wife's well, our, our returning our, our uh, reigning champ is going to go on too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a little worried. Um, I've only got Sanders tonight, so I mean, I don't know. Just for the record, we don't recommend. You shall see. We don't recommend anyone beating their wife, but if you do, you can backtalk us at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, if you're playing fantasy football, you can beat my wife all you want. <laughs> um, but we should we we should look at what the projections. What what does ESPN say? Currently, our final projections would be, and um, right now. The team that's beating Blair mm-hmm. is currently projected to to win the championship. Yep. Oh, I believe it. Um, behind him is uh, I suck at racing. Um. Then it's it's your own. What the fuck? I don't know. It's your own, it's your own something. It's your own asphalt. Yes, yes. Oh, that's you. That's you. That's right. Yes, that is you. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. You know, listen, I love wearing sunglasses. But it's hard to read a phone when it gets dark. Do <laughs> uh, the old peeker. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then Money Guns. Money Guns would be fourth. Um, fifth would be Team Engine. Uh, and I believe that's the engine number of his fire company, which would be Paul. So that would be our top five. A uh, little bit surprised go. at that because the numbers do not um, do not say that in the scores, but whatever. Because they got me ranked sixth, and I think I last week was number three in points, and this week I will end up in the top at least four. Um, we'll see. See how it plays out. Did you look up the the Lions backup running back there, Blair? I did not. Okay. So 
Let's let's just check him out. I know what team he's on. He's on a, I suck at iRacing. Um, uh, Gibbs. 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 So Jameer Gibbs um, is his name. I don't know if I can get any information off ESPN about him. I uh, don't know. I'd like to get his stats. What is his highest weight? Um to see if if he's viable for a RB1 position. Um, but while we're here, if anybody wants to make any bets um, that are in the league, we do encourage that. Uh, back talk. 5'9", 201 pounds. Yeah, 201 for a running back. I mean, that's... And he, do you see pictures of him? I mean, he's got twigs. He's running on. He's, he's rolling on stilts and not very big ones because he's only 5'9". Yeah. So, I mean, he's got speed. Don't get me wrong. He's got speed. If he can hit the outside, turn the corner, um, he's going to go. But you're not going to pound him up the middle at all. Nope. Not like it just can't happen. You, you, it, his career will be over. Me either. I'd prefer if you did not pound me up the middle as well. Deuce Vaughn for Dallas yesterday. You guys Deuce see him? Vaughn. Yeah, good game. Okay, it's like so we got freaking else. It's tiny and just flies. We do we do have some interesting things going on in the fantasy world of things. Um, I gave the top five. Let's see who's gonna who's projected to end up dead last. Um, Betancourt. Betancourt. Betancourt is dead last. Was projected to be dead last. Thank God, because that guy sucks at everything he does. Wow. But you know, I'd say the same thing if Damon Blade was in this fucking fantasy league, but he's not. So perfect. Anyway, that's uh, that's what I got on that. Anybody else got anything this week? I think that's it for me this week. Tony. No, nothing for me. All right, well, then we'll go around the horn, close this thing out the way we always do. Uh, we'll go in reverse order because that's what Tony likes to do. He always loves to oh, we'll go backwards this time. So, Blair, last words and final thoughts. Uh, pretty excited to see how uh, next week fantasy football goes because uh, this week did not kick ass. That's... Yeah, that would be some some final words for sure for yeah, you. That's what I, got. I was that's I was I really surprised for you this week. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm not happy. And, and I I really planned on coming on here and talking shit to you about it, but considering I have not solidified the victory yet, I did not. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which Olave is playing right now as we're recording, so we can check for a quick update. To see if you've solidified your victory. Uh, oh, hang on. Switch to my team, of course. Has it refreshed? Uh, no. Olave is 0 for 0 right now, so you're awesome. currently not a winner. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, well, we'll see. We got four <laughs> quarters of football. Tony, Tony, final thoughts, last words. Um, nothing much. Allergies suck. I mean, yeah, I've said it like this all day, and it really sucks. 
heard you. I've been sniffling this whole time. Sorry, but yeah. So yeah, excited to see what happens tonight. See if I go two and zero. Hopefully, I can go two and zero in both leagues. So that'd be great. And if I go two and zero in the other league, this is me and Marcus two and zero in his league. And I was projected dead last in that one, so it's like, yeah, suck you, you know, suck it, youngins. Thinking the old man can't do shit. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> my, my my final thought is, Tony, we're gonna we're gonna hash this out right here. Tony, would you like to trade Kirk Cousins? For what? For what? Have you not seen my team blow up? Well, I got uh, a lot of good bench players. Puka, you know, you know, we got in trouble last year. There was some, just you know, disgruntledness last year when we did stuff like this. So, well, people can when get mad. I don't, know, I don't know who got mad, but whatever. You know, you know who got mad. I don't. Was it? Was it mad? Was it mad, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we did the Taylor Jefferson trade. <laughs> oh fuck! That was a good uh, trade on paper. It was. Well, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I'm not gonna hash it out right now. So okay, so so the offers on the table that I I am interested in Kirk Cousins should should it uh, move to fruition here. Um, We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, if you have ever been on a helicopter ride, uh, if you want to go to wrestling training or think you would like to or anything like that, email us at backtalkus at gmail.com. Also, if you need help with a printer, Epson, some number. Uh, Stylus NX 230. Yeah, it's only, it's only $55 an hour. You must pay seven hours of tech support. Um, but but you you can still email us at backtalkus at gmail.com. Um, until then, uh, I'll I'll close this thing out just like I open it. Fuck you, Tanner.